Greetings, Raider Nation, and welcome to the 100th episode of the Raider Nation podcast. And it will have to be explicit, so if you have your children in the room, just remember, this is time for them to leave. Because Raider Greg is going to go on a fucking rampage. (laughs) Oh, brother! Okay, I'm sorry I had to get it out, but I'm telling you right now, I'm sure I'm speaking for the entire Raider Nation when I say that that game was bullshit. As a Raider fan, I expected to have a little bit more. There are lots of positives, lots of negatives, uh, way more negatives. And so we're just going to go through this show, and you know what? It is what it freaking is. The Raiders are who they are. A average to below average defense and a way below average offense. Uh, I believe, was it 68 total passing yards? No, 48. Either way, absolutely unacceptable. So, anyways, Raider Raider Nation, I'm here. I'm in shock. It's uh, Monday morning here. And I went to the game and, um, well, let me just tell you what's going to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. Do you know about my city? Oak-tide. The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Oak-tide. Do you know about my city? Oak-tide. The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Today we're going to talk about the post game, the post traumatic stress syndrome game for the Oakland Raider fans, the Raider Nation. We're going to talk about it through the eyes, of course, uh, my good friends. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to call them that. Calico Jack and Sean. Calico Jack, of course, from the Silver and Black Forever.com. And Sean, trusty Sean from the RaiderTake.com. Both of them from the Black Flag Network. Uh, that's a tough one to roll off the end of your tongue there for me anyway, but that's who it's coming from. And I'm going to go over a little bit what the Raider Nation is thinking. I've perused some of the forums uh, for the Oakland Raiders, and I just want to say the titles and a brief um, bit about what they're talking about. I think everyone needs to know what everyone else is thinking. Not like you have to, for crying out loud. But without further ado... Okay, Silver and Black Forever, authored by Calico Jack, like I said. He has a great story here, and I have to go over it. Hopefully, will not destroy it. <clears throat> I have a little bit of a cold, so excuse me. I'm still nursing it. Plus, I screamed my ass off last night to no freaking avail. Let me tell you a little bit first about the tailgate. We had a wonderful time. Doug Hopkins and his wife Sharon were there. We had a great time. We did some video. We also had um, the rookie, Adam the rookie, and his mom were there. Uh, we had some other friends there. Raider Rick came by, uh, a couple other friends of mine from an old Sonoma Life Support rescue gig I used to do. And it was fun. I missed out with some friends that we're supposed to meet up with, but so be it. The day started off rather gloomy, overcast, a chill in the air, a football day. Barbecues were ripping. Here we were on the tent talking Raider football. And, you know, it was a relaxed sensation. 
I didn't feel anxious at all. I had confidence in our team. I was shaken earlier in the week, but, you know, I started to resolve the fact that we could win this game, as I said on my last podcast. And we talked Raiders football. We talked Raiders history. We did some video. It was fun. And then we all went into the game. What the hell are they fucking doing? I will tell you right now, I am blown away. And I will add my comments to these articles because the rest of the nation, I know, are in shock. I know this. And let me just tell you this because it's it's difficult for everyone. There are positives to be taken away. I know we're all sick and tired of trying to find the least bright spot in a bad situation are the most bright spot for that for that matter. And um, it's hard to find. In this game, we moved the ball, we ran the ball. But that's, you know, it's like um, we're never going to get satisfied unless we get a victory that's substantial. And it just seems to me that this particular team will not get it together under this particular management structure. It ain't working, in other words. I'll get more into that later. Not so special teams, Calico Jack says. The difference from a joyous win and a very disappointing loss came down to the poor play of the Raiders' special teams coverage units. This game was set up for a silver black platter and had a very measurable victory in sight. Step one, get an early lead on a big play. Check. Raiders 7-0 on a Ruben Drones fumble that was recovered for a 30-yard TD run by LB Sam Williams. Step two. Get a big lead by running the ball efficiently. Check. Fargus busts a 48-yard run that sets up an eventual Walter DeMoss 5-yard TD and a 14-3 lead. It was beautiful, fans. I'm telling you right now, the nation was pumped the whole stadium was rocking. It was great to see. And here we go. We're talking positive here. Jordan runs for a 59-yard TD um, in the second quarter that puts the Raiders up 21-3. to Now, at this point, Raider Nation, I'll tell you, Raider Greg, me and my son went to the game. We uh, had a great opportunity to sit in the club sections. It was beautiful. Thank you, Randall, for letting us do that. My son thanks you as well. If he was here, he'd say the same thing. Let me tell you, we had great seats to see this game. When I left to get my son a hot dog and a Coke, I was in line, and people were all talking about how good it looked and how how effective we were and how the defense was holding it up and how our defense would surely be able to keep the Browns to a, to a low score, if any, and they have to make sure that they stop that run. And the concession line was buzzing with positive vibes. It was incredible. Let me move on. Step three, make the Browns earn their scores by forcing them to work the entire field. Guess what? Nope. Didn't happen. Below is a summary of the special team breakdowns which led to 17 points for the Browns. Absolutely. Raiders up 14-0. Browns uh, kick returner, Krubs, returns the kicks for 65 yards to the Oakland 32-yard line. Browns kick a field goal, 14-3. Raiders up 21-3. Browns kick returner, 
Grubbs returns to kick 53 yards to the Oakland 43-yard line. Browns go on to score a TD, 21-10. Raiders up, 21-17. Browns returner Northcutt returns the punt 58 yards to the Oakland 17-yard line. Brown goes on to score a TD, 21-24. The Browns had 217 return yards. Punt returns, 3 for 73, 24.3 average per return. Kickoffs, 4 for 144, a 36-yard average. The Browns field position inside the Raiders' territory four times. The Raiders had field position inside the Browns' territory zero times. The best field position the Raiders ever got was on one possession was on their own 38-yard line. I was there to see it. It was absolutely insane. Other observations. The Raiders' run blocking was outstanding. I have to say the same thing, with the exception of the second quarter meltdown of Robert Gallery, which was absolutely a joke. It was a joke. Robert Gallery is a bust, officially, I'm telling you right now. So the rushing attack accounted for 194 yards on 24 carries for a robust 8.1 yards per carry average against us. <laughs> there you go. The pass protection was also better. The passing attack never got too bad, but it never got on track because of the play calling, and that's what I'll say. The protection was adequate for Walter Walter did not have the plays that he needed to make him successful. When they had the short patterns and they had the they, they did pitch outs. They didn't do anything across the middle short. They didn't involve their defensive ends. I I guess they don't have any confidence in them. I don't blame them. But you gotta start running guys with the fifteen yard runs. These twenty and twenty five yard pass plays were killing him. Okay? And he had adequate pass protection. And we still only got forty some odd yards. It was a joke, man. It's the coaching. It's the fucking plays. It's that fucking playbook and that dumb motherfucking broke back Idaho Mayor Walsh. And I'm sorry I'm so crass. And you know this is not me usually. But I'm telling you, man, I am fucking pissed off about that stupid ass hire. And Art Shell is another moron of the week because he did not throw the fucking red flag when it was perfectly obvious to every single person in the stadium that we had made the first down and he didn't see it. Excuse my whole ramp here and excuse the explicit nature of my language. You guys know that I try not to use it very often. But I cannot fucking believe that red flag did not get on that field because that was our first down. We earned that fucking first down. And the fact that they even talked about not doing it is bullshit. Excuse me. And I can't speak for every Raider fan, but I'll tell you right now, all the fans that paid good hard fucking cash to sit their asses in those seats who sold out that stadium got fucking punked by the coaches of this team. And it's blatantly obvious that the players on this team don't have confidence 
in the plays and the, the situation that's happening here, i.e. the short routes, i.e. the lackluster runs, i.e. the lackluster performance by everybody. Fuck, last week it was special teams was good. Defense was good. Now they suck, and defense dropped the ball in the second quarter because they ran through us like fucking Swiss cheese. And I'm telling you right now, it was pathetic. The, the tackling was pathetic. I'll tell you right now, Chris Cooper. Cooper. Hit, put a hit on their return guy that made him, his ancestors hurt. I'm going to tell you right now, I hope it should be on every highlight in every sport, every special uh, NFL films sports thing right now. It was the most incredible hit. Yet again, it went against the Raiders, a 10-yard penalty, by the way, which I think is horseshit. Why do you have a guy there to catch the ball? If he doesn't want to catch the ball, then he should move out of the way. If he wants a fair catch, he should signal the fair catch and no one will touch him. But if he's going to make an opportunity to try to advance the ball a fucking inch and he touches that son of a gun, then whoever's coming at him has the total right to try to knock it out of his hands. Just like with receivers and defensive backs and safeties. If the safety and a DB gets there as the ball gets to the guy and the guy touches the ball, he can knock his doggone head off. What the fuck is the difference? That is bullshit. Excuse me. Let me get back to... Um, I, I went on a rant. I apologize. Let's, let's get back to the <laughs> article as he sees it. It was good to see some pass rushing. Demon defensive end Derek Burgess, the sack master, got on track with two sacks. Naomdi Asamoah, two interceptions. Awesome job. The defensive backs were doing a great job, except on the short game underneath. The defensive ends of the Browns murdered us on the third and longs. And this is his final thoughts. It was a very disheartening loss for the Raiders. A game like today illustrates how important it is for each unit to do their part. In the first two games of the season, the offensive unit played so poorly that the team had no valuable, no viable chance for victory. In this game, the special teams unit let us down the entire team down. Although Walter had a subpar game statistically, I would love to see him start for the rest of the season, regardless of whether or not Brooks is healthy. There is a greater upside allowing Walter to gain valuable experience um, being able to properly evaluate the QB situation for the 2007 seasons and to let Brooks in again. I totally agree. I agree with everything you say. I bet the rest of the nation does too. Walter doesn't show by his numbers because they were so low, but he made some great plays in clutch times. Um, the running game actually kept us going too. So, you know... <clears throat> More passing yards, we'd have been better off. We probably would have won. Stopping the run. I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. So let's go on to another look at the game yesterday. I know you don't want to look, but you have to look. We all have to look. I had to look right there. <laughs> right there in person. 
and <clears throat> it was ugly. Five post-game takes from Sean of theratertake.com. Check out his site. It rocks. While the score was close, I will declare no moral victory. I see no moral victory in yielding an 18-point lead to an 0-3 team. Boy, that hurts, Sean, but you say it so well. Our offense finally showed some life. At the same time, our defense revealed itself as average. I'm not saying our defense is bad, but it doesn't mean it's great. We couldn't stop the Browns when we needed to stop them. I like the interceptions, I like the energy, but in the end, we just couldn't keep the Browns down. Sure, our offense went on into a shell in the second half. They sure as heck did, forcing the defense to carry the load. But that's not what great defenses do. They carry the load. <clears throat> As for the offense, Jordan tore it up, man. Walter was better than his stats, uh, which we were vandalized by dropped balls. Absolutely. We had a lot of drops. Randy Moss blows, man. He blew this game. It was nice to finally see some multi-dimensional play calling. Yes, I agree. But our, <clears throat> our offensive line still stinks. Our tight ends are totally unreliable. And Witted is still starting for reasons unknown. I think I saw some silver <laughs> black lining today, but a lot remains to be seen. Well, on this whole section here, I must comment on, on what Sean's saying here because I agree, of course, with everything he says because I love the way this guy thinks. But I'll tell you, the defense did not do their job when the offense did their job, and that was hard to see because they were tired and their heads were falling down in the second in the half. Uh, the first of the third quarter, I saw them. They were getting pushed around, and their heads were down, and there was no change in anything. Um, I could see that Rob Ryan was trying to get people in there to make the, the combinations work out. didn't work out this time. The offense was a strictly a coaching boondoggle. The buffoonery in the play calling has just got to stop. I can't believe it. It's making me sick. This, though, too, I want to mention this just while we're still in the first take. This is the Tom Walsh offense. And I'll tell you this, and anybody who's listening that has a clue of what I'm talking about will fully know what the fuck I'm saying here. Tom Walsh was known to sit on any lead and let the defense do their thing and play such conservative ball that the Raiders in 94 lost many games because we sat on leads like we did in the early Gruden years when we sat on leads and everybody in the stands going, go for it, go for it. And it was always conservative. And I will tell you that showed totally when there were three minutes and 20 seconds left on the game clock and we kicked the ball to the Browns who ran us up and down the field the last 10 minutes we kicked the ball to them and we had a fourth and five and we were making those plays and it wouldn't have made it. We had three minutes and 20 seconds. Conservative, over conservative play calling. There's no possible way we were going to stop the Browns and be able to score a touchdown. No possible way. 
<clears throat> we needed to make that first down and keep the control of the ball on the clock so we could run, get down there and, and me at least make an opportunity to score. Unfucking believable, stupid ass play calling by the moron himself, Tom Walsh. Okay, this is Sean's second take out of five. Randy Moss is getting on my nerves. I'm not seeing the effort. Sorry, I'm just not. He's waiting for a game to come to him. The greatest players don't wait. They seize. Yes, it, it was nice to see a touchdown, but no, that wasn't a great effort on the long ball that went through his hands. And no, I'm not seeing him fight for the ball from somebody else. And no, I'm I'm getting... I know I'm going to get hammered for this, so so be it. I'm tired of um, tiptoeing around the subject. Well, I won't fucking tiptoe around the subject. Randy Moss played like shit during this fucking game right here because he's right. Because that long pass, that motherfucker quit in his route because he didn't think that the ball was going to come to him, and everybody saw it for what it was. Everybody in that stadium looked at each other and says, hey, man, he'd stop running. And he did. He totally shorted his route. He started to slow down. The ball came out. He realized it was going to be his. And then he put on the speed, but a little too little and a little too late because it went right through his hands. And that's on his ass. Because if he'd have run a pattern like he was supposed to, he'd have been the hero. Zero to hero right there. That's bullshit. Randy, pull your head out of your ass and either play or we could probably get some good linemen for you. I'd rather have three good offensive linemen than your fucking skanky ass hobbling around on the field. If you're not going to play, get the fuck out. Goes for you too, Porter. The good news, our kickers are a couple of badass tacklers. The bad news is we desperately need them on kick coverage. Remember what I told you about the doggone kick returns? On two of those returns, my friends, both Jankowski and Leckler were the sole tacklers. And you know what? They kicked ass. They didn't shoestring tackle. It was body blows. These guys put the whole hammer down. Now, I noticed one thing. When Jankowski came off the field and the defense or the special teams was trying to give him a high five, he put his hand out, man. He was fucking pissed off for good reason. It's not his job to tackle somebody. You know, that's bullshit. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Number four. On the Browns' first offensive drive in the third quarter, the Zebras missed, to my eyes, a couple of blatant holes enabling the Browns to steal yardage and score a touchdown. Then a Zebra thieved a first down from us in a crucial moment in the fourth quarter, despite being right on top of the play. Once again, the Zebras screw the Raiders. They sure did. They placed the ball that Curry caught, like I'm telling you, man, at least a yard and a half back. It was, it was so fucking obvious. I just can't believe it. Now, in a post-game report, says that Shell chose not to challenge the spot after consulting with the coaches upstairs. Well, which fucking coach is upstairs? Who the hell gives a shit? There's no excuse. Incredible. <clears throat> Absolutely freaking incredible. I'm going to lose my voice. So much I was screaming yesterday, you guys. I was. It was a mind blower. Trying to get these guys to win the game. Okay, accusations of the Raiders being the worst team by far in the NFL 
even one of the worst teams in NFL history are greatly exaggerated. Everybody hates this. We all know. We hear it every day. The Raider haters can now take a deep breath and come back down to earth. Yes, the Raiders are struggling. Go ahead. Kick us while we're down, but, but quit throwing us a pity party because soon enough, based on what I saw today, we might just come back and bite your team in the ass. He's talking about the San Francisco 49ers here. Our next opponent, and I will tell you right now, has been already said in the forum, in my in my forum, if we lose the 49er game, we will be in desperate fucking straits around this area for sure. Okay, well, I'm not trying to depress anybody here. I will tell you this. Um, <clears throat> this is what the Raider Nation is saying. Right off the top, this is off the forum. Doug Gabriel trade. Well, everyone's saying, what the hell are we doing trading Doug Gabriel? Look where we are. Look where we could have been. Why won't Moss speak? What's going on with Randy? People are trying to speak to him. He doesn't want to speak up. He must have something he wants to say. Who cares? Play fucking ball and catch it. Boycott the Raiders. Here's an interesting one. It says, boycott the Raiders. Stop buying their stuff. Stop going to the games. Show Al Davis where it hurts. Well, you know, this has been talked about, ranted about more than once in NFL history. And <clears throat> I'm not going to boycott the Raiders. I spent all that money. I'm going to go there and watch the games. But you know what? They're going to have to listen to me on the Raider Nation podcast and bitch about their bullshit until they get it straight. I'll give them praise when praise is due. More Walter. Amen. I want to see Walter leave. I want Walter to stay in number one position. He needs the experience, and it's good for him to learn because 07 is what we need to be looking at right now. Don't give me that bullshit about how it's early in the season and we're going to get better and go to the playoffs. Horse shit. We're going to have a hard time getting these wins that we're going to get. The four maybe we get, three, maybe two. I don't know. But it ain't going to be no eight. I'll tell you that right now. It's not going to be eight. We're going into the hot part of our season and watch out because they're going to, people are going to roll over us like fucking steamroller. And that's bullshit to say. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be all pessimistic. I'm just being re realistic. Some other things. Make Fargus number one running back now. I believe Fargus gives more touch. It's obvious that he does do more on the outside, and he gets some great, great runs. Put him in. Let him play. Um, <clears throat> Shell, get rid of Shell. Fire everybody. How fr fucking frustrated are you? Gallery is a bust. You know, need I go on? Need I go on? I don't think so. Okay, let's go on to the forum comment section of the show. Oh, Preacher has these unbelievably long comments. I love them, but I don't know if I can read them all. They take a, a huge amount of time. Let's see. Okay, we'll start off with Alex V. <clears throat> Alex V writes, wow, this game was complete bullshit. I don't know what else to say. The game is complete bullload of bull. That hit on the punt was legal, and the spot of the ball was fucked, and the game was just horrible, and that should have been a win. Fuck the NFL. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel you, my brother, and so does everybody else. Okay, here we go now. Mason. Mason comes in with Brown's game. I am so fucking pissed now. 
How the fuck do we throw a 25-yard jump ball to Moss on a third and five? Tom Walsh. Right there. We needed a first down to keep the game alive. We have the worst coaching staff in the league. Rob Ryan's a good coach. This shit with Porter is getting fucking old, too. Walsh, uh, Whitehead sucks, I believe, the whole thing. It's week four and our season is over. 21-3 against the Browns and we lose. We truly are the laughing stock of the NFL. I don't know how else to say it. Amen. The Assassin. Same old shit. Same old shit, period. There's nothing else you can say. We have a 21-3 lead at our house and we lose to an 0-3 team. Why Archell doesn't challenge the bad spot of the ball is fucking beyond me. Why I'm even typing this is beyond me. The same bad play calling, same bad breaks, same reps, the same conniving. <clears throat> and when we need the most, same old shit. I love it. Good job, Assassin. That's very, very good. Colorado Chris. I feel you, brother. Tom, unless we learn how to play small ball, we are done. Tom Walsh must go. I thought he'd be a little more insane than that. I bet you he blew up and then came back to earth. Adam the Rookie. Pathetic. Add your favorite expletive. Hide out of the game. Hang out with the Raider Nation podcast brothers and the pregame and postgame. Thanks, guys. See you in December. Yeah, man, we'll see you in December, too. Thanks for stopping by. Your mom was fun. It was really a good time. We had a lot of fun. Can't wait to see you guys again. Okay. Raider Dave. He is frustrated. Hey, Greg, like your show. I think it's really cool. Well, uh, what could anyone say but tired of the same old shit? Some points about the game. The offense left crucial catchable balls in the field. Fuck, yeah, they did. Special teams just had brain fart meltdowns. Oh, yeah, they did. Some of the calls were sketchy. They're always sketchy, dude. And the play calling has improved but still lacks imagination. Well, the one play, that double whammy with the throw, was a good one. I'd like to see that again. Everybody was pretty happy about that one. It seems that some of the players are not caring. Of course they don't care. I saw them joking around and smiles on the sidelines. So did I, and it fucking pisses me off. That concerns me just to gets to me. <clears throat> I've been a Raider fan for as far back as I can remember and will never stop. As long as I have air in my lungs, we'll keep pumping silver and black, and they have a devoted fan in me. But I also see that this is a business. Taking that into consideration, maybe they should start treating it like a business and start firing. Um, bringing our chill <clears throat> was a good thing. Trying to get the players um, to buy into the Raiders' history and tradition and a family closeness. Uh, but the way Art was taught and how the players are today is different. It seems to the traditions of the past are not important, but the money is. And I think that's why the Raiders should maybe take the, that approach. If some of you want to, don't want to be here, then get rid of that. Get rid of them. I, exactly. If players are not wanting to play for the, stand, the standard of the, Ra- the Raiders, then replace the players and with people who want to play. Play like they give a shit. Amen, man. For for sixty fucking minutes, man. Play football. I myself saved for about a year and a half to buy season tickets, and and now seeing what this shit that I see on the sidelines in the field just frustrates me. I know that there are players out there that give the all, that they're all, but I have some doubts about others out there. Well, I am totally with you, Raider Dave, because I'm sitting up there alongside you, brother, and we put our hard jack on the line to l- watch these jack asses on the field. And you know. There's a whole bunch of fingers that can be pointed. It's coaching and leadership. 
We have talent. It's coaching. It's leadership. I'm not talking about just leadership coaching. I'm talking about management. I'm talking about Amy Trask. I'm talking about all the way up the fucking line. Because I'll tell you right now, if the Raiders lose much more, they're going to lose a lot of market share and a lot of money. I'm going to tell you right now. People won't go to the games. I'm telling you. Next season, it'll be like, okay, I'm telling you. This is a very, very crucial time. they got to do something to make it happen. Okay, let me go here to Raider Rick. Bitches in silver and black. Where do I fucking start? I've been a Raider fan for 30 years, and I'm getting to the end of my rope. I think Alex... Al is getting a bit old, and his lack, and his lack, and his inability to make judgments has been has been affected. I've had season tickets for eleven of those years, and something if something doesn't change, I mean change soon. I will no longer dish out my four thousand dollars a season for seats in which the same shit everyone else in the nation sees week after freaking week on TV. And as if they sell out, I'm tired of making the three-hour trek paying through the nose for anything in the concessions, $20 for parking, and waiting an hour after the game to get back on the frickin' freeway. The way I see it, I've been getting ripped off. If this were a publicly held corporation's head would roll and I'm tired of the coaching staff, however, leave the bad boy attitude at the freaking door and get back to winning some fucking games. Yes, I'm talking about the root. Yeah, you, Moss. Not diving for the ball once again, you, Moss. Grow the fuck up and be a man. Step up and do your fucking job. Or fucking leave us. As you are not welcome here, assholes. There, now, having said that, I got that shit off my chest. I hope to wake up next week. And because if we get punked by the 40 fucking whiners, it will make a long year even more unbearable. Yeah, you said it all, man. I'll tell you right now, Raider Rick, you have a total right to be pissed off as everybody. You especially. A lot of people pay a lot of money, and that just blows me away, and I agree. The preacher comes in with, this was a winnable game. Yes, this was a winnable game. Brothers and sisters, the defeat really hurts. Yeah, it does. He probably found our passing attack, and he goes on here to, to uh, list the teams and Browns Raiders. The first downs, the Browns got 21, we got 14. Third down conversions, 8 for 15, 4 for 12. Total net yards, 283 to 240. Net yards rushing, 104 for the Browns, 194 for the Raiders. Passing, 179 for the Browns and 46 for the Raiders. Turnovers, 3 for the Browns, 1 for the Raiders. Penalties, 4 for 37, 6 for 47. Time of possession, the Browns had the ball 37 and a half minutes. And the Raiders had it for 22 23 minutes, and that's because our offense could not get it together. Talks about the Saints. Saints in this game are, are Asamoa, Lamont Jordan, of course, Justin Fargus, Derek Burgess, the sack master, Tyler Brighton, and Sam Williams. Both did pretty good this game. Both Jano and Leckler had great tackles. That's for sure. Without them, those would have been TDs. It would have been uglier than it already was. Sinners, receivers, too many drop balls, catchable balls were left in the field. Return coverage, like I said. Big reasons why we lost the game. Pass blocking. Yes, the O-line did better, but we needed more because the fucking plays take too long to develop. You fucking moron, Tom Walls. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Where you have it. We are 0-3. Where can the Raiders possibly go from here? 
hey, how about San Francisco? Maybe we'll help. Maybe we'll, by smacking up the Niners, it'll give us something to talk about um, that's positive, that's going to come out of our mouths. I really hope so. He says, uh, keep your heads up and keep the faith, and I'll see what, we'll see what happens next week. As for me, I'm going to look for some aspirin. <laughs> Uh, preacher, you good man. That's pretty cool, man. Very, very cool, my friend. Well, Raider fans, that's about it. What else can I say other than the 49ers game is uh, the game against the 49ers is coming up next week. We're going to be um, watching that one closely because here in the Bay Area, we've already been pummeled. We cannot handle it again. Thank God. That that doggone team lost 41 to zero to the ailing Chiefs. I'm so happy the 49ers lost that game. Gave us some breathing room for a couple of days. Well, the Raiders got to come out and win. That's all I got to say. Um, keep the faith, though. You know we did have some positive moves. Things could get better. Let's just hope so. And uh, let's hope that the team can play as a whole unit and not fragmented. If everything's going the right, we can win. Seems like we haven't seen that in some time. It'd be nice to see a victory at home. Let's hope we can make it happen. This is Raider Greg. Everybody keep a smile and keep wearing your Raider shit. Who cares? You're still fans. You know what it is. Everyone's going to give you shit about it anyways. You might as well stand up and be proud. I do. Thanks for listening. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>